NBD. This is episode eight, and I am here with my friend Sebastian. Hello. Um, and we're gonna be talking about creating art when you don't have an audience. Um, and I'm going to incorporate a little bit more of Bob Dylan's words in this episode than in other episodes. But instead of his song lyrics, I'm going to be referencing his book. Um, Bob Dylan Chronicles Volume 1 because he talks a lot about his early um his early career and how he got into it and I feel like that's very relevant to our topic. Um there is no volume 2. If you're looking for it, he wrote a book and he labeled it volume 1 and he didn't write volume 2, but I feel like that's just very yeah, It feels like a Bob Dylan thing. Bob Dylan do. of him. Um and you know, I'll, I might say a quote and we might have something to say about it and we might not but either way um the reason i started a podcast is because i love words and i love reading words and writing words and obviously i love saying words and if it's a quote that i noted and wrote down it's because it resonated with me so even if i don't have something to say about it it's i still just kind of want to put it out there um but anyways so just to get into it what kind of for some context what kind of art do you create? Uh, I guess I'm a filmmaker. I guess that's what I, I mean. Like you said, we're making art with very limited audience, at least. So it does feel weird to be like, I'm a filmmaker when like barely anyone is seeing the stuff. But I went to school for filmmaking, so I guess I'm a filmmaker and I'd say a comedian. All right. Um, you might call yourself a comedian. I wouldn't categorize you like that. But I mean, uh, I don't do, st- I don't no, do stand up. No, I was just oh, you're making saying a joke that you're not very funny. Oh. Well, women can't make jokes. Should I say that on the podcast? <laughs> yes, you should. Um, that way I can maybe get some... My goal is to get canceled before I'm famous. You know, I think that's a great idea. And then you don't have to worry about it later exactly. on. Exactly. People just know what they're getting. Yeah. Um, so I feel like a lot of creative people, even if they might have one main thing, they're creative in a lot of ways. So do you do anything else creative? I don't know. I mean, you make music. I make that's true. I do. I forgot about that. That'll be interesting having the music that I made for this. Oh yeah. And then me talking. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah. This is the um, cover artist for our theme song. Uh yeah. No, I do music. Um, barely any of it is released, and I really only released it for myself. Like the music, I mainly just do for for me. So but. when. Were you creative since childhood? Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like I was. Um, I have artsy liberal parents, and so it was just, I don't know, my mom paints and knits and writes, and my dad is an English major who writes and makes music, and so it was just kind of like growing up with that. So when did you know that you were going to pursue creativity as like a life goal slash career? Um, I mean, I guess high school was, was when that happened. I mean, there were a few instances, like I grew up playing little league baseball. I loved playing baseball. And then I, 
got to high school and was like doing the weird like spring training thing that like anyone can join so i wasn't like on the team yet but like i was playing with them um and the coach called a kid the f slur and i like i was like that's not okay and so i stopped baseball like basically then and then joined theater where i was like i'll never get called that um that's a great origin story yeah like that that was like one instance and then like uh in high school i was like i could maybe see myself being a teacher um and then i did this program in high school where i like taught kids math like i taught fifth graders math and i just didn't really enjoy that and so i was like yeah this probably isn't for me um then i started making videos and then i was like i'm gonna study filmmaking okay wow so did you ever feel was there ever a moment or time where you <laughs> felt scared sorry my cat is just scratching away um <laughs> was there ever a time where you were like nervous to make that decision to pursue a creative career and does that feeling persist not really i, I mean my um I don't know. I feel like my parents were always just like, do what makes you happy. Like, obviously, like, you need to survive, but do what you can to be happy. Like, it, it doesn't, like, a six-figure salary isn't, like, important or anything. And so, like, I wasn't really nervous going into it. Um, I had a train of thought, and that train left the station. So, now, do you ever feel scared or anxious? Like, is this a like like do you ever have those moments where you're like why am i pursuing this like this is like getting me nowhere like do you ever get scared like that no i don't think i do because i I still have my supportive family that was like helping me and i'm very i'm living a very privileged life right now um and so like i don't i don't feel like i need to feel nervous like there are times where i'm just like i wish i was doing more like i moved to cincinnati for filmmaking right which is not something you hear every day um so there are times where i'm just like ah people that i know like have gone other places and they're you know already assistant camera for this like little tv show and i'm like that's really cool but i shouldn't compare myself like i had to like it's the comparing yourself yeah, to other people never, thing. it like, never helps um and so it's just like i'm doing my own thing i like where i am right now and i know it's going to get I'm, I get impatient, maybe. I think impatient. Impatient. Yeah. Okay, that's a good... That'll help. Because at first I was like, this might be going in a different direction than I had thought. Because um, I have a very different perspective. Even though I would say my parents are also supportive of my goals. Um, they're not involved in my goals. They don't know anything about yeah. it. And like they're just like, you can do it because you can do it. And whereas yours, your parents are literally kind of doing it alongside of you. Um, but I get scared all the time and freak out that because I think I really uh, like the idea of success. And I feel scared when I'm I don't feel successful. And when you're an artist, you're not successful for a long time. And you have to kind of just keep working hard and keep working towards your goals without any sort of validation or encouragement from others sometimes um and you kind of just have to hold on to faith in yourself 
and I feel like that can be really hard that maybe not everyone on a traditional career path it's not something that they have to do um and there is this I feel like Bob Dylan is very um he's very confident in himself and it seems like he has always been pretty confident in himself which um I guess that's what you have to do to get a Nobel Peace Prize I I guess I guess so and I and I feel like I mean I feel like most people going into creative fields definitely have moments of uncertainty and maybe discouragement in themselves but I think yeah that's the thing that you need to keep going and uh one thing that he said um that okay he said I had a heightened sense of awareness, was set in my ways, impractical, and a visionary to boot. My mind was strong like a trap, and I didn't need any guarantee of validity. And I feel like that's just kind of what you need when you're pursuing a career in an artist, as an artist, in order to keep going, is that you need to believe in yourself so much. And, you know, you can't expect people to say you're good now or later. Um, I think someone said something, it was about in reference to, like, stand-up comedy, Oh, it was from the documentary Comedian. Have you seen that? I haven't. Well, it's with uh, Jerry Seinfeld and someone, uh, it's it's a guy that I should know his name, but I don't know his name, is like talking about how like there's so many other careers like his friends are doing and they're making these, they're making money now and like he could be doing that, um, but he's doing comedy and he's not sure of it and Seinfeld is just like, yeah, well, that's, that's just a different thing. Like this is comedy and even though it's going to take a while, like that payoff is 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 way more worth it than that and, and the thing about pursuing art is when you're someone who's pursuing it it you're pursuing it because that's the only thing for you yeah. like there wouldn't really be a point to life for you if it weren't for being um an artist and um so i feel like that's a thing that a lot of people don't think about i have been in acting since i was little which mm-hmm. i mentioned a million times <laughs> And so um, my, the schools I went to and my parents, like, always, like, believed in my ability to pursue acting, which is not something that a lot of people believe is even a possibility. Yeah. And um, so it's kind of easy for me to feel like having a creative career is realistic just because it's like, well, I started out as an actor, so really anything's possible. Yeah. Um, and what I find is that um, – a, a lot of people who do have, who, like, are, are around our age and are pursuing more traditional career paths, they, it's not necessarily because they don't enjoy art or they aren't creative. Like, a lot of them just don't even know that having a career in creativity is an option. Yeah. Like, whether that's the way they were raised or not, like, they just don't even, like, obviously, like, and, and I guess that's something else I want to talk about is, like, if you don't decide to make it your main career or your main goal and you, like, create art on the side, like, that art is just as valid yeah. as art that – and, like you said, you have a lot of music, but it's not released. Yeah. But it still exists. Yeah. And it's still, like, worth your time. Mm-hmm. And – um. Uh, the thing about um, like I said 
bless you. Thank you. Um, like being an artist and um, it, it being because there's there's nothing else you would want to do. Um, this is another quote from Bob, Bob Dylan. Sometimes you just want to do things yourself. Excuse me. Sometimes you just want to do things your way. Want to see for yourself what lies behind the misty curtain. You want to say something about strange things that have happened to you. Strange things you have seen. You have to know and understand something and go past the vernacular. And I feel like that's the root of being an artist. It's just you have something to say that someone else hasn't said before or hasn't said in the way you want to say it. Yeah. And I should say, like, because you said discouragement earlier um, or like nervousness. I've just been thinking about that more. Weirdly, the times that I feel most discouraged or nervous is when I'm actively making something. Because, um, <clears throat> like, we have a, a short film that's being submitted to, like, festivals right now. And obviously, like, I'm, like, stressed about that. I'm just like, I hope they get in. Um, but I know, like, the finished project I'm pretty happy with. But it was, like, when we were filming it, I was talking about this. Um, I was nervous. I was like, I have no idea if this is good. Cause I was like, I was like, I like the writing. I know I like the shots and the acting and everything, but like every, I just like, I don't know if it's going to come together. And like, that was the most nervous, I guess that I get is like, not when it's done, but when we're still doing it. I've never thought about it that way. And that's actually a really good point. I do tend to feel most hopeless about my artistic career when I'm literally making a project and I'm like and that that's the thing about being an artist is when you create something a project you are looking at it so much all the time yeah. and there's no way for you to de-familiarize yourself with it so you can't even tell the quality yeah and and you kind of wonder sometimes I look at something I've made and I'm just like am I even saying anything at all yeah I have no idea because it's my perspective obviously um yeah, and oh, I want to talk about um, because so early. I'm talking about like the early stages of a career in art because, well, frankly, that's the only stage we're familiar with. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's another musician, uh, Patti Smith, who is also very inspired by Bob Dylan and their were our friends um and another comment that sh she makes early in one of her books um about her early career is um like it's like I had to hold on to the belief that I was an artist and I feel like that's a big thing like you just have to it, kind of in the beginning it's like you don't even know if you can confidently call yourself an artist you just kind of have to like I like looking at art I like consuming art and I want to make my own. So like, I think that makes me an artist. But anyways, reading her book, reading Bob Dylan's book, and then I also recently read Ava Gardner, an actress's book. Those are all obviously like mid 20th century. Mm. Their like rise to fame was a lot different than how it is now. And I honestly sometimes feel very frustrated because I like to read a lot of books like that. I don't, I, of course I like to read the old ones. And it's really frustrating because, like, Ava Gardner just, like, shows up in Hollywood. Well, yeah, it was, like, back in the day, it was just, like, you're on a plane and then this guy's like, Say, Dame, you'd look good on the film screens, eh? Ever think about moving to L.A.? And it's just like, okay, I guess she's an Oscar winner now. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, that's that's the whole thing with Ava Gardner is she wasn't 
for a long time, like, she really had no acting ability when she was in movies. Yeah. And and then also, she for a long time, she doesn't even really believe in her ability to be an actor. Like, she was just pretty and MGM, you know, yeah. wanted her face there. And which, like, I mean, you could call it unfair or pr- pretty privilege, whatever you want to call it. But um, obviously, it was a different time. But she learns how to be an actor literally on the job and by on the job i mean in like i don't know how much they were spending then but like million dollar films she's learning how to be an actress which nowadays like you gotta spend a million dollars in acting training to to be in to be an extra in some commercial like and then of course bob dylan just you know is playing his music in new york and then you know like there, there's this like there's this part in patty smith's book where he, she's like reading poetry somewhere and then on the way out she just runs into Jimi hendrix and like they and you know it's just it's, it's just so frustrating because that's not how things are now and something that's awesome about modern day and also kind of sucks is that it is more acceptable to pursue a career yeah in that so everyone's doing yeah and like not to go into a weird like anti-social media tangent or something but it's just like because of social media the the market is so saturated um just everyone is doing it. everyone is posting it and i don't have a tiktok but i know like people are somehow tiktok famous but you could never have heard of them before yes or like youtuber like i watch youtubers so i'm like these people are are racking in like half a million views a video but no one's ever heard of them before like it's it used to be like to be an influencer like you had to have like like you were kind of basically like i'm gonna step down from celebrity yeah but now it's become like a thing just like any other industry where it can be at any level yeah and there are weird niches right like yeah. it's like just uh I, just, I don't know some weird example of just like uh people who really are into mushrooms right maybe there's a mushroom influencer where someone was like you gotta try these mushrooms and somehow those mushroom sales like skyrocket yeah no there's like tea there's literally yeah. any tiny knitting any tiny little hobby you could think of has like and and they have a bunch of followers and it's weird i don't know because you never know who's making money and who's not making money so i don't know what you need to make money um but like yeah anyone can do it now which is great but it also makes it hard as as and like i listen to a million podcasts and like a joke i've been hearing a lot in podcasts where it's like it's like don't start a podcast like everyone else everyone has one everyone has a podcast and it's true it's like everyone has a podcast and you know do you ever wish you probably don't have this wish but i wish i i wish sometimes that i was older when youtube like started and became a thing and like how bo burnham like he's the timed it right and he's also super talented obviously right but like if, if bo burnham started now the odds of him or like being seen are, are much smaller yeah it's harder it's definitely harder to stand out yeah. um and that's another thing i don't know why i'm talking about this like i have experience with it but i i guess the reason i'm talking about it is because it was a misconception i had as well you think that um being being successful in like the arts is as easy as just like 
getting noticed by someone and like being put on and then you you have that but it's not this is such a weird example I won't even know if you'll know what I'm talking about and I don't know why this is the only example I can come to my brain but do you know Cody Ko I know the name okay well anyways um for everyone else he did this video where he was like he had a series where he him and Noel react to videos that they think are cringe and they reacted to this guy maddie smokes and he vapes and Mm. like makes stupid commentary and he's just like whatever and they were making fun of him but at the same time like um i just an observation i made is that he could have easily blown up off of that because the main creator had such a big audience and he was they were making fun of him yes but he was like a semi-attractive like teenager like likable enough where like he could have blown up after that but he didn't like work towards it and he didn't keep making content but basically my point is it's not just as easy as being noticed once like you still have to keep working and it's still hard um but that's actually the next thing I want to talk about which is that the thing that I hate about being an artist like I said I want to be successful but the thing that sucks about being an artist is most people's view of it is that success in art equals fame yeah um maggie my best friend and i have have been like semi-joking slash talking about it recently of like when we make it medium right like we don't want to make it big um but we would like to be medium just so that because with the kind of art we make like you need an audience to like have money and it's not like money is something that like i just need an abundance of like i grew up super poor it's never something that like i've super been around um but if you want to spend all your time making art you need need funding to make making money and so we we we're saying we want to make it medium just so like we have enough to make that art like and it's just weird to think about especially like right now when we're just like creating our new company which also everyone else is doing of like any guy with a camera is just like i guess i'll make a production company and so we have to find like our way to stick out in that weird little niche of just like here's why we should make a video for you or whatever and it's and it comes back with the double-edged sword where um yeah it's it's more possible now to make it medium but it's also harder yeah and I agree. I I like that phrase, making it medium. And that is also what I want to do. Because I remember one of the reasons I quit acting is because, like, I realized I never wanted to be famous. Not to say that I would at all. But I, at that time, thought, like, in order to be successful, I had to be famous. And I was like, I don't want to be famous. Like, that's terrible. Um, and, yeah, I don't like the idea of fame. But I love the idea of being really, really successful. Yeah. And it seems like, even though it's not the case, it seems like you need to be famous in order to be considered successful by your, maybe sometimes your family or your friends or your peers. And I feel like, again, we're surrounded by a lot of creative people. So we probably don't have this as much, but I still kind of feel it. But maybe it's just me projecting my own insecurities where you like want to tell people what you what you do but you kind of feel like that they'll just dismiss it yeah because it's not real my uh 
because like at the beginning of this podcast i was like hesitant to say i'm a filmmaker like i'm still weirdly hesitant about it um my dad like you mean like 15 minutes ago yeah i was just like i guess i'm a filmmaker <laughs> no but my dad was actually the one who was like just tell people you're a filmmaker um because like i don't know when you tell people who aren't in the industry that you're a filmmaker they're like oh what have you worked on and like n- nothing right like like i've made my own short films that the 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 most views one of them has gotten is like not even 900 views right but then it's just like people are like well what have you worked on what movies have you been on like i'm from indiana like like there, do you, five movies have ever been made <laughs> i mean more than five obviously but like yeah, it's not a big filming location yeah so it's just like i am a filmmaker yeah but it does feel weird to say that yeah definitely and you went to you didn't start doing um film in in education until college right uh, i mean like sorry um <laughs> there were media classes in my high school that i took and so like i started making videos in high school and like i did the thing of i started making little silly video game videos just because that's what i could do i didn't have a camera like really until the second and end of high school so all i could really do was like screen sh- screen grab video games like i would make videos there but oh like, my god do you still have them yeah um i don't think they're listed on my channel but they are like on the channel so like i can still send them to people or whatever and then i technically have seven unedited episodes of a video game series that i never finished and so it's just like i don't know like there's people like back to the what have you made i made video game content right and that's another thing of like i don't want to be a content creator which a lot of like production is leaning of like the and they said it was a mistake but like uh warner brothers with their stupid new max streaming instead of hbo max they were like film creators instead of director editor or actor or whatever they were just like film creators martin scorsese <laughs> it's like like scorsese isn't like a creator right he is right. a director and a writer and it's very specific things of just like don't how how would you and it's just ugh. yeah i went to a performing arts high school and they always they taught me to like never say like i was aspiring to be an actress like yeah. you you act you yeah. are an actress and so yeah i have gotten to the point where i'm confident enough to well and i think that does help with confidence right like if, if like in college my professors were like you're filmmakers right instead of you guys are students right then i would be like yeah i'm a filmmaker but now i'm just like i think i'm just kind of like a guy trying to make films i guess and then my dad was like no you're a filmmaker <laughs> so it's-, it's funny because i I, I just realized now that it that really hasn't transferred over to being a producer because I guess I think of a producer as a less abstract concept and so I don't consider my I well I do but and I don't like I always say I'm, I'm aspiring to be a producer mm-hmm. but I am technically producing this you're producing this yeah. and honestly any other project I've worked on I have produced mm-hmm. um another thing about social media and I agree like I don't want to have to be a content creator. Like, I don't, like, but at the same time, something that I kind of have noticed for a long time but have taken more seriously recently, begrudgingly, is that, and not just for creative endeavors, but especially for creative careers, I've realized that social media is kind of becoming LinkedIn. 
Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And even though I don't think you have to be active on social media to be successful in a creative career, I definitely have been seeing how it helps, especially, yeah, in, in comedy, in stand-up comedy. I feel like you have to be on there to, I mean, for networking, yeah. to know about shows, to get booked. Also, like, you know, the clips of, like, the crowd work yep. that people do. And something that I have kind of realized is that as much as I hate them, Instagram reels are kind of like free advertising because they can come up on anyone's page yeah. even if they're not following you, which is like something that people hate about Instagram and I hate it too. But it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a little hack to be getting your content to people who don't follow you already. But I agree. I hate social media. It's not something I'm natural at or good at oh, i'm so bad at it and yeah it seems like the people who build success are often able to do that by for i mean you think of all the people who are started out as like making vines just for fun and now they're like respected create millionaires you yeah. know and yeah so i hate social media but it's also a great tool yeah it's also because you said it was like LinkedIn. It's also weird to me that like LinkedIn is like transitioning also into just like a regular social media platform, which is kind of weird. Like I saw someone the other day that I'm connected with. Uh, There's just like, I watched this movie and it was really good. And it's like on LinkedIn on LinkedIn. And like, obviously, like, I think it's a bit different as filmmaker creatives or whatever that like the people you're connected with are probably also movie makers and lovers and whatever, but it is still weird. Just like on LinkedIn, instead of being like, I got this new job, I'm starting this job. It was just like, I like super Mario. Right. Like it's, it's, it's interesting how it like, just kind of like is forming into like one. It is. And it also means that your personality is something that's going to be, or at least the appearance of your personality is something that's going to be like perceived yeah. When you're trying to, like, get jobs or work with people, which is a good thing, I think, for likable people like us. But also, it's kind of, it's just bizarre and strange. And it makes you, for me, it also, I like social media for, like, connecting with friends that I never talk to because life is crazy. And then I'm like, well, I don't know if I should post this because, um, like, it, it, maybe this is too casual. And if anyone searches for me, like, they'll see this. Yeah. But um, at first, I was also really embarrassed about posting things about my art mm. because it's like no one cares about this. Like, it's just like you don't want to annoy them, right? Like, yeah. and like uh, we did this. I don't. They haven't done. They didn't do it last year. But the the audio company Road does this like little short film competition thing, um, and there's an audience like vote award. And so, like, we made one, and then I just was like, I know, I know, I need to post about it on social media, to, like, get people to vote for it. But it's also just like, I don't want to like, just annoy them so much that they're just like, I don't want anything. And, like, it's yes, yes, feeling like you're annoying people is, it's really hard. And like for this, I try and post consistently because I know that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But also, I'm like yeah i'm posting this again i know you and like you know at first like people who i knew or my friends would like like it and mm -hmm. like show their support and i appreciated that of course 
and that validation of course mm-hmm. is helpful and then like at the more i post you know people don't like they just look at it which sure. is fine but i'm just like do you hate me like am i bothering you by yeah. like i i know you know about this um okay so this is gonna be a fun um little writing prompt okay. um this is a quote again by patty smith and it asked some questions and i was thinking maybe we could answer try to answer them um I wondered what was the point of creating art? For whom? Are we animating God? Are we talking to ourselves? And what was the ultimate goal? I craved honesty, yet found dishonesty in myself. Why commit to art? For self-realization or for art itself? It seemed indulgent to add to the glut unless one offered illumination. All right, that's a lot, so let's break it down with just the beginning. I wondered what the point of creating what the point of creating art is is what she's asking so in your own words what do you think is the point of creating art generally not generally not you just in general the point of creating art generally without sounding pretentious yes it's gonna be hard it's gonna Mm. be difficult um i guess like i don't know humans have never been good at communication right i think that's something that a lot of us struggle with so i think it's a way to express ourselves and how we're feeling about really anything in ways that a lot of people probably won't even understand so it's another way of not communicating well i guess but it's just like yeah because this is something that i kind of struggle with also of just like i i know people who like they make art they really make art and, like, the stuff I make is still art, but it's just, like, a lot of the times I'm just, like, I think this would be good. I think this would be, like, this is a good message. I like this. And I don't, like, really, like, put – I don't – no, this is going to sound wrong. I don't put a lot of thought into it. I do. I put so much thought into it. But it's not like I'm just, like, here's what this means. It's and here's not what like this means. the the red curtains mean that yeah, he's right? angry. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's nothing like that. But I know people who, like, really do that. So, I don't know. It's just, like, art in general is – just a way to express ourselves i guess i don't know i think self-expression is a really good purpose of art i guess it's kind of also what i would say the point of art is is to process the world okay yeah so like when you when you make art it's you just processing what you see around you and then when you're consuming art you get to see another person's perspective of the world um i feel like it could also be like showing like what you want to see in the world right like yeah because the world is uh not a great place there's a lot of bad in this world but there's so much content that like i'm trying to help like also make of just like positive like positivity like the biggest example right now is ted lasso like that its show is just the happiest show i've ever seen but they still make it really good content and so i think it's just like they are trying to make something that helps people rather than barry which is an incredibly dark show that is more just like here's how we're seeing the world right right it's, and i yeah i feel like a lot of art nowadays and i guess in this context i'm talking about um films and tv shows it does seem like it's being it's it's made to evoke fear and excitement in humans maybe humans feel 
bored maybe it kind of stems back to like the fact that like you know we don't have to wake up every day and like fight for our lives like survive so maybe since we have all these things that are fingertips um we need that excitement um and and in the form of fear and yeah I agree with you I watched the first two episodes can keep going but that has that's my own problem Uh, but I agree that it's nice that there are shows like Ted Lasso that do want to make people happy because it seems like all the good stuff all the good stuff quote-unquote good that like gets the awards is the stuff that's the worst stuff well and that's the thing that like I I don't know if you've noticed but it's just like as a comedian or like a filmmaker that makes comedy uh is people don't view it as like art right like it's just like oh ha ha it's art but it's cheap right like and i think it's because people think of movies like grown-ups right where like a lot of those comedians are really talented people but they're making just like dumb silly things to make people have a quick laugh but it's just like the comedy that i'm striving to make is more like thoughtful and it's just like i just want to make people happy but in a way that like also makes them think and so it's like this weird line of like we're submitting to festivals and like trying to like win awards or whatever but like if we're a comedy we're less likely to get that just because people don't take it as seriously yeah it's true and that's another thing that i feel like it's not necessarily different but i always feel like it's different making art for making art when you know your audience is going to be artists versus making art and i and i hate to use this word but i also love using it i use it all the time is when your audience is lay people and i just mean people who aren't artists like and and that can mean in that common folk the common folk (laughs) yeah and that can mean in like any like so say it's film like people who aren't film people I notice tend to it's that time in the episode everybody where my foot falls asleep um people who aren't um in film they don't know about the technicalities of it so what and I and I'm not saying either way is better in fact I kind of prefer when it's common folk talking about movies because it's like sure they don't like their definition of good is going to be different than other people's excuse me other people's definition of good um and it goes back to that whole thing where like a lot of people don't want to watch movies where you have to watch it five times to understand what it means and some people just want to like enjoy a story that is is what it is on the surface and you can look more into it or you cannot and so yeah i I guess i just yeah i want to ask you do you have any thoughts about like when your audience is artists versus when it's not yeah i mean like i think i mean i definitely want i want just people to like it i don't know if i've really broken it down by like artists um but i do i I do think i'm probably more annoyed with how artists feel about my projects because even when i don't want them to they'll break it down or whatever like um i made uh it's basically a sketch but we call it a short film um called the armor and it's just like sort of about like in video game universe but following the npcs more than like a player or something um and i showed it to one of my professors i was just like yeah like pretty proud of this 
And then he was like, okay, so you broke the 180 degree rule. And I'm just like, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It's just like, it's not really what I was like going for. And then like, I know like you're not supposed to break rules or whatever, but like it, it was done in a way that I don't think was confusing. Like, like when I showed it to like my grandparents, they were like, no, like that was, that was a good, we weren't confused just because the camera moved to one side. Like we still knew the location, right? Like it wasn't. It's something that only another filmmaker would notice. Yeah. What I, and you know what, that used to bother me a lot in when I was being graded on art is you, they tell you not to break the rules, but then they tell you about how all these great movements and all these great yep. artists came about because they broke the rules. Mm -hmm. And normally what an instructor will say if you complain or point that out is they'll say, yeah, well, you, you're still learning. So you have to know the rules before you can break them. Yeah. And I do think that's fair. But also I, something I, I, I'm really glad you brought that up because a quote from Bob Dylan, he's talking about Hank Williams, which is one of his biggest inspirations. Yep. Which is also why the theme song for the show is a Hank Williams song and not a Bob Dylan song. Um, and also because Hank Williams' music is... Um, free. Free. And Bob Dylan would sue you. And Bob Dylan would sue me. Well, <laughs> if he ever... If he, if I would be I think you, blessed. you would be medium. I think if Bob Dylan sues you, that's pretty medium. Yes, I, would, I wish Bob Dylan would sue me. Um, but anyways, he's talking about Hank Williams and... He says he breaks all the rules except that of having something to say. And like I said earlier, that, that's what I feel like being an artist is. is just having yeah. something that you want to say. And um, yeah, that is annoying about the... I, I also feel when an, when an artist who's like at my same level yeah. shares their art with me as like acknowledging me as an artist, I kind of feel the need to break it down to them to like prove to them that i'm like either understanding it or yeah. that i'm like not i always feel kind of scared to be like oh my god i liked it like i feel like i won't have their respect if i just say like it's good yeah because sometimes i mean it's annoying when sometimes when people say it's good if you want their feedback and they just say oh i like it it's good i don't know if you have this in film school no, yeah. but i feel like there's a lot of people who kind of decide to do film in college for example and they don't really know what they're getting themselves into and they yeah. just kind of think it's fun and then you realize they're not taking it seriously at all yeah and it's really frustrating and there's always that feedback time i remember in every class like people all my group members would always be like oh my god you give such great feedback not to toot my own horn or i'm just really good at criticizing people but um <laughs> I would get really frustrated because people would just say, this is good. And it's like, yeah. that's not helpful at all. But yeah, I always feel like when someone shows me their art, I have to be like, oh, I like how you used the red curtain to show <laughs> that he was feeling this emotion. Yeah. And that's like, I guess like when I like get feedback from like artists, I care less about, and I guess this probably means, I don't know, maybe I'm more of a writer. I don't know. I like. I do like to say I'm a storyteller. I guess more than more than anything else, because it's like if someone starts breaking down the technical aspects of my film, I'm just like, okay, like that's fine, I guess. But like, I am not professional. I'm limited on what equipment I have. It's just like let's focus on the story and like how everything, whatever. Um, 
yeah i don't know there's something else i was gonna say but i keep forgetting because i have a cat on me so. yes you you're dealing with a lot right now um i okay well let's keep breaking down this quote yeah okay uh she says for whom as in for whom are we creating art are we animating god are we talking to ourselves and i feel like that's a really interesting thought to think about because I, 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 at first I wanted to answer the who is art for, but that's interesting, this thought of talking to ourselves yeah. um, when making art. Because that is kind of, honestly, when you don't like maybe release your art, if you just do it and keep it to yourself, um, or if you do it with the intention of keeping it to yourself even it, it is kind of like you're talking to yourself but I don't know I always feel like there's a third party whenever I'm making art and it's not necessarily human yeah I don't know I guess like like with my music specifically like when I don't release things and it is just for me it's still like yeah I, I get what you're saying I'm just like you're you're making it fucking i'm so sorry <laughs> no, you're okay he's just stabbing me right now and then bit me um i should have brought the spray bottle no no he's fine cuddling it's just okay. I need to move his paw um oh you distracted me you little jerk um Ta- are we talking to ourselves oh, yeah you said when you make music yeah like i don't feel like i'm talking to myself like i feel like it is i don't know because i guess like a lot of things with like songs like you're writing about like i at least for me like a lot of my songs I'm writing about other people or like experiences and so it's just like all right he's done he's done that's fine <laughs> um i guess it's like when you have i don't know sort of a diary or like those people who like write letters to people without sending them it's just sort of like a way of like thinking it through and getting it out um without really sharing that with anybody Sorry, I thought you were going to keep talking. No, I know you were Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, again, I think it, it it just comes back to art being something, like the reason that you're an artist is because you wouldn't be happy doing anything else. And you have to enjoy making art for the intrinsic value that it has. Yeah. If you do, and I think that this is a problem that a lot of people don't understand because being a creator is way more accessible nowadays is that it is a job and it is work and if if you are doing it to be famous you're not going to be able to like maintain that and keep that up and you're not going to be able to create good work like you have to want to make art because you want to make art how genuine it can be if you're just doing it to be famous like it's a very vain thing to do of just like I want people to know about my existence. So I guess this is how I'm gonna make that happen. Like it's just I don't know. It's filmmaking is like the really like the one thing that like I've been like, oh, this is what I love doing. Like I'm I'm not really an aggressive person. I'm I'm pretty passive. Like if things happen that like kinda bother me, I'm like, oh well that's that sucks. That's too bad. But like filmmaking is like really when I speak up for myself of just like no, like, I really think it should be this way. I've just, like, worked on a short film in college where, like, I didn't want to shoot in a studio. But the producers were like, 
yeah, but it's just easier and it's free. And like, we'll have to go around asking like businesses. I'm like, great, let's do it. Like, what's the problem? They'll say no. Like, okay. Like that's otherwise, like if I have to like go talk to a business about something, I'm just like, "Uh, Hey, I need this, blah, blah, blah. But if it's for my, like a film or whatever, I'm just like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go. Yeah. I feel like I understand that group that i'm not a passive person <laughs> but i do understand that feeling of when you're working on a project of kind of you're suddenly like you're not trying to take take control or steer the ship but it just happens and yeah. like and that also reminds me of um my best friend maddie um she used to really bother me in high school because she didn't do her work for her like classes and she would like find whatever way to get by without actually just doing the work but when it come when it come when it came to theater classes or anything with acting like she's an extremely hard worker and she just she's a hard worker but only if it's something that she cares about yeah and likes. No, that's definitely how i am because like <laughs> i feel like i'm a smart person but like if it's just something i don't give a shit about like i just don't have the drive to do it which like probably isn't the best trait to have but it is just like if I don't care, then why would I put effort into it? Like, uh, my college I wasn't just like a specific film program where you only take film classes. It was a liberal arts degree, so I had to take other classes, and I had to take this silly class on chimpanzees. And I the whole class was about chimpanzees. Yeah. that actually sounds great, and I hate science. No, so I one I actually love science. I think chimpanzees are really cool, but I was at college for filmmaking so i was just like i am going to do the bare minimum in this class because yeah. like i wanted to focus on my actual filmmaking classes so it's just like yeah and that is i don't know it's something i'm grateful for in college and also something that i hate like i'm glad that they make us take other classes especially because i don't believe that people when at the no- usual age people go to college yeah. the typical age i should say you are gonna know what you want to do so i do think it's important to explore other things but it is really frustrating when you're trying to start your career and figure out your life and you're trying to put all your focus into this thing and they're making you learn about pre-calculus like you shouldn't need to you don't need who uses pre-calculus i i i know people always made the joke growing up pretty much right people past algebra it's like it's it's like literally algebra one because people always made the joke a little bit of geometry of like we're not gonna need this like we have calculators like and i and i knew that we wouldn't need it but like sometimes i think back on it and i'm like no we could have stopped in like eighth grade yeah i mean i mean obviously this has nothing to do with filmmaking but like math like and that kind of like stuff specifically is like people do forget pretty quickly um like in high school i was in the advanced math classes and then when i went back and taught fifth graders math and it was just like basic like fractions like multiplying adding dividing fractions i had to refresh myself because a lot of like the advanced math is just like variables and word problems so it's like you can stop probably at a basic math but you should still practice that basic math just to make sure like it's in your head. Cause like, I also know plenty of people who can't like do tip for like a, at a restaurant. Like they can't figure that out in their, yeah. in their head. I'm just like, that is pretty basic math. I think that's so- basic. And I look down on people for it, but at the same time I, I do, it's true. They can just use their phones. They yeah. can use, and yeah. that's fine. If that's as long as you can figure it out. Yeah. Anyways, we, we back to film. Back to, yeah. <laughs> or, I, I, or, or, yeah. Uh, 
I didn't expect it to go towards math, but just a little thought there. Um, I liked what you said about the I you don't see how art can be genuine if you're just doing it to be famous. I agree. And I think that's one of the most important parts of art is genuinity. Is that the word? Sure. Genuineness or whatever. And in this quote, Patty Smith says, I craved honesty yet found dishonesty and that I feel like that's really frustrating because sometimes you're trying to be productive with your creativity and so you try try and sit down and like force yourself to do it and nothing comes out and it's just bad and doesn't that just suck yeah that was that was something I, I was thinking about earlier of just like I anytime I force myself to make stuff I'm just like this is okay like there's been like one time it was like well it was one project i made in a class that i was really proud and it was just like you know you're given a prompt in your your filmmaking class and then you go make the video um and i made it and then the class was like i just don't think it was very obvious like the the premise or whatever and i was just like you're idiots which like makes me feel like bad about myself because i don't i don't want to think that i'm better than other people or smarter than other people but it's just like this specific thing i was like okay but then every other time where i've just been like i have to make myself make art i've just been like it's fine yeah right but if it's something that comes more naturally or just like um the thing i was talking about earlier the armor with the video game thing uh we wrote that for the competition but it wasn't like we really like forced ourselves like we had this prop and we we're like what can we do with this prop and we were just like spitballing ideas and like it came out but it wasn't like a i'm going to write something but it's also very annoying because while I am a creative person, I'm constantly thinking of new ideas, building on those ideas and like finding like the mental energy and the motivation to like really build on those ideas to make something solid doesn't happen very often. And so it's just like, I have so many scripts that I have started that I know I'm going to finish and they're just slowly being progressed on, but it's just like, this will take ages at this rate. Okay. I have like four tangents to go off of on yeah. what you just said. So I'm going to try and remember all of them. First of all, that is something that's really hard about being an artist is you can make something and say you do really believe in it and you believe that it's good and then someone tells you it's shit. It sucks because you kind of have to do that balance of being like, okay, do I take their criticism and like see that maybe I'm only seeing it this way or do I, because some, you know, there are all those stories of people, of like famous artists who like were told that their work sucked but it was actually amazing and it just wasn't appreciated at the time but also sometimes people are right and you just didn't make something as great as you wanted to as you thought it was and so it's just it's because art is subjective one of the best parts about it it's also something that sucks is because you kind of there's never it's not black and white you can't figure out if you did and as an artist who's an a-type personality it's really frustrating because i can't say oh i did a good job or not because I have no idea. And that's the same thing with um, sitting down to create something and like forcing yourself is I always want to set a goal for how much work I'm going to get done in a day. And then I want to complete it and check it off. Yeah. But that's not how art works. You can't just um, sometimes there's days where you just don't have a creative thought in your brain. And then another thing is that uh, what you said about uh, you were spitballing ideas Um with people about what you can do with whatever prop as someone who is an individual worker it's really frustrating because in art the best art is honestly made 
through collaboration. And sometimes, and it really is like two minds are better than one. Like you need all those perspectives. Any art that you see on a big scale, i.e. TV shows, movies, Mm -hmm. music, whatever, had so many brains being put into it and they work together to create like a product. And I think that's something that's hard also about doing art in school is you're kind of expected to do everything by yourself and you kind of have to because no one else is going to care as much about your idea as you are and isn't it so weird how like in film school for example they teach you about all these different positions on a film uh crew and how every um person is so important and then they're like okay your final assignment is to create a film by yourself yeah yeah it's it is it's rough because like like i know that they just want you to like have the experience of doing everything which like i do like because like the short films we make are i mean they're just so few people are working on it and so it's just like everyone is doing everything and like i do think that is fun but i've also worked on sets where you do just have people doing this one specific thing and it's like that's pretty nice too because then you can really focus on that thing and make it as good as you can and you're less something is less likely to go unseen because they're everyone's focusing on their specific things so they can look at all the possible rooms all the possible possibilities for error yeah and yeah um and then another thing is um and i'm sure you experience this i'm sure every artist experiences this imposter syndrome is the thing about art is once you create a piece of art maybe it's really good so good and then after like you kind of show people and everyone's like oh my god this is so good and then you're like i'm never gonna be able to make something again like that's how i feel a lot with comedy like anytime i do have a good set Mm -hmm. i'm like wow that was amazing and i get in my car and i'm like yes this was great and then i'm like I don't have any more jokes. I'm all out. Yeah. That's all I had. And I feel like I'll never be able to create a good piece of work again. And and sometimes it might take time. And that's also something I feel bad about is like any famous artist is put under so much criticism. And like um, if a director who re- like who releases like like Ari Aster, he did Hereditary and Midsummer, and like they were so good. And everyone loved them. And then he did Bo is Afraid. And, I mean, I didn't enjoy it. But, <laughs> um, like, a lot of people were like, oh, this sucks. And, I mean, honestly, I, I don't feel bad. He's making plenty of money. And yeah. he doesn't need <laughs> outward exterior validation anyway. But, like, it sucks to be, like, told, like, it's kind of, like, it kind of makes it, like, all your past successes don't matter. Because you can't keep yeah. p- producing, you know? I mean, I mean, yeah, I feel like you hear about that, like, all the time of just, like, people or, like, they make some, like, really good independent films and then a big studio is, like, let's get this new voice and then it's just a flop and then that person, like, never really works again because it's just, like, you have to keep proving yourself, which is, like, kind of why another reason of, like, making a medium is people care less, right? Like, if, yeah. you, if you make one flop, then you can just go on and try to make some more things. And it's just, like, because it won't be a billion-dollar flop, right? It's just, like, a little flop. That's why it's really nice, again, to 
want to make art for the intrinsic value it has to offer of making art like your music like you like you probably when you're working on it like time goes by and you don't even notice it because you Mm -hmm. just enjoy doing it yeah and that's the thing like for example this podcast like uh sometimes like i'll say things and i'll be like oh i don't know if i should say that in case blah blah hears and then i'm like no one's listening to this but the thing is i realized i genuinely enjoy having conversations with people and even though sometimes it stresses me out i genuinely enjoy like editing and stuff Mm -hmm. and so i think hobbies are important too i think in general in life for everyone artist or not it's important to have things you do for yourself that have nothing to do with your career that don't make you a better person that are just things you enjoy and so if that's all this is then that's all this is and that's fine um on the topic of filmmakers like successful ones i wonder if this annoyed you it annoys you as well um so it's hard art is hard because it's subjective and it can be good or bad depending on who i i hate i first of all i personally hate when people say something is good or bad when it's art, even though sometimes, you know, I do see things and I'm like, that's shit. But I personally hate, uh, like, award shows Mm. and, like, Emmys and stuff. I don't care about them. I don't watch them because I hate how there's just this group of people that decides what are the best movies and actors. No, I, I, yeah, typically I don't care about any of that. I will say this last one I did care about just because... Um, I loved everything everywhere all at once and I thought that that story was really interesting of like just how it was made and who made it and everyone who was in it um, so like that one I watched because I was just like I really I hope that they do win because all of these people who are in this will go on to make more things like um, the, the the dad in that one Kiwi Kwan um, who we like haven't really seen in decades because no one wanted him in any films because he was an asian guy like seeing him come back as like an, as an adult was just really great and now like he's gonna have a, a further career in acting which i think is great because he loves acting it's so, like this was the one time where i was like yeah i want to watch the oscars and then also brendan frazier <laughs> but did you see the whale i haven't seen the whale i just wanted him to win because i like brendan frazier um but no, typically I agree. I like awards. I don't love. Um, but at the same time, as someone who has a film, like, I mean, I've submitted to festivals before and like gotten into festivals, but like we have a pretty, what I think is a pretty good short film right now submitted to festivals that have award ceremonies and awards with that. Like at, like at that point, like I was like, I would love to win an award because if I win these smaller awards, then like it helps me be like, look, I'm an award winning filmmaker. Like I can actually, like I know what I'm doing, I can make things, but like those I do find different, like the smaller festivals or even like South by, like I find those a little bit different because I don't know. And, it's and promoting like films and like Oscars yes. are mainly there for ratings and how many people are watching so that the network can make money and then it's And of course then like with the bigger like the Oscars and stuff, there's like different biases and i don't know who has power and yeah and i agree that it's different in that smaller scale and i also agree even with like the oscars and stuff that it's nice to have 
them for people who are really talented to get that recognition and perhaps even even if they're stars like validation that they're doing a good job and so I do understand that and as a person who thrives on like success like I said and acknowledgement and validation like I obviously would like I I I like it's just when I think of art and the concept of art it just it, it makes me like I don't like the idea of things being labeled as good and bad, especially yeah. when... It commercializes the art. I com- and, and honestly, that just goes into the whole thing about I wish that I didn't even need to make money with my art and that I could just live and make my yeah. art. And, and But that's not... It's it, it just the way society is set up. But I always... I always uh, whenever people like find out lay people when they find out that I like films they always like ask me about the Oscars and stuff and I'm like I really could not care less about what they say because I also tend to not like things that other like that are like the the mainstream things it maybe it is a subconscious like I'm not like other girls thing (laughs) but also I just like have like a very like specific taste and it just makes me mad that it's because also the only movies that are considered are like feature films made by big studios yeah it's like it's we're i think getting away from that That's a little bit good. no we shouldn't <laughs> eat that but um like i do think we're getting a little bit away from that just because people are like stop just giving it to the same people making these films every time like find new voices um but no i i agree a lot of the times it is just the same people well um, I have just a few more quotes I want to put out there before we say goodbye. Um, one is about um, the, well, I guess the idea of pursuing, um, like understanding that a creative career is a possibility. You just have to believe in yourself. And also, um, yeah, so it... Um, It dawned on me that I might have to change my inner thought patterns, that I would have to start believing in possibilities that I wouldn't have allowed before, that I had been closing my creativity down to a very narrow, controllable scale, that things had become too familiar and I might have to disorientate myself. And I feel like that's a really powerful statement about making um, art that is evocative and new and something, oh my god, Pepper Jack, stop. Um, um, is like you have to um, at first a lot of the art you make as a new artist is going to have to be like almost replications of art that you like Mm -hmm. Um, and you kind of just have to like in order to make something unique you have to I don't want to use the same word he uses but like defamiliarize yourself with the the rules too the rules of art what art looks like and just kind of like break down all the walls of what you believed um and then i also this is i just think it's important if you're a creator if you're an artist if you feel like you're like coming if if you feel What's the word for writer's block for anything? Is there like a general term for writer's block or just when you feel like at a creative stall? Um, A mental block? Mental block. I mean, whatever. (laughs) Um, Anyways, Bob Dylan said, 
Creativity has much to do with experience, observation, and imagination. And if any one of those key elements is missing, it doesn't work. So I feel like when you are in that um, mental stall, you can kind of like think about what am I not, what am I missing out on? Experience, observation, imagination, like, and you can kind of push yourself to um, expand your uh, practice of each of those things. Um, well, before we go, is there any other final uh comments you want to make about art or making art without an audience or being a creator i don't know i mean i've I've said a lot and i don't normally say this much so you don't (laughs) i've not heard you say that much and i still probably was talking most of the time um i talk a lot which is why i started a podcast No, that makes sense i can talk a lot it's just like I don't know. And this is nothing to do with art and filmmaking at this point. It's just like I don't want to interrupt people, and so no. if like there are other people talking, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Yes. Especially like in group settings, I'm usually just like, yeah. That's a good quality, <laughs> and and I'm sure I can hold you back. But one thing that I've learned from editing these podcasts is that I have to learn how to not interrupt people, yeah. which I've always known, <laughs> and I also have always in acting this was a big problem i talk really fast and when i try and make little clips for my reels i have to like be really fast with my cuts because i just run into the next sentence and i forgot to think about that before starting this episode so i'm sure i'm gonna have that problem again and if you have listened to all the episodes or you are listening right now Thank you so much for just sticking with me. I know my voice is sometimes annoying. It's just the worst. I Thank you. <laughs> I talk over people and I talk really quickly. And, you know, this is all a learning journey for me. Yeah. Um, for the one to two to possibly even three people that are listening – is hey, there... I, you you had like forty eight views on one on oh. on the one with Maddie. Okay. Um, is there any work that you want to plug? Um, I don't know. I mean, you can check out our YouTube channel, which is Virtual Cocktail. Um, and then we have a short film that isn't released right now because it's in the festival market, and maybe there's a good chance it won't be released until next year even. Um, but then just my handle is Bacasaur. So you can find me anywhere there. And then I'm also going to plug Commonwealth Sanctuary. Yes, which is? A new event venue in northern Kentucky, which is going to do a lot of stand-up comedy and then also, like, events for the community. Like, we're hoping that, like, the stand-up comedy can pay for events on, um, like, family-friendly events. Like, Sundays we'll do, like, movie screenings that are free for families to come in if, like, they don't have anything to do or they need somewhere to take the kids or whatever. It's just, like stuff like that so check out commonwealth sanctuary come come see a show where we do more things in comedy like our first event is actually a, a play we're doing romeo and Ju- well we're not we're hosting a different company who is doing romeo and juliet but oh i love you know i directed ah no i didn't i assistant directed oh. romeo and juliet at shakespeare in the park once and that's who we're, do- we're doing okay wow awesome i believe i'll see who did a better job um <laughs> not that it could be better or worse because art is yeah, subjective. Yeah, it's, it's always it's always moving, you know. Exactly. Who knows what's good? Who knows what's bad? All right. Well, 
Thanks for getting busy being born with me, and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Take my advice Or you'll curse the day You started rolling down That lost hand